It's a time to stay present, become alive in the now, and let go of your fears that are propagated by past events, and release on your anxiety of all those future thoughts of what could be, and trust that the process of staying present in the now will guide you and navigate you to tomorrow. Welcome to the Emotional Compass. This is Bodhi. And Abiel. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going great. Really? I'm excited about all this craziness. Oh, man. You know, I feel like I'm finally having some kind of semblance of normalcy. Because I won't lie to you, like last week I was freaking out. Really? Yeah. And it was not so much about the virus, like me getting the virus. Um, so when we're talking about the virus, we're talking about the COVID-19 coronavirus. You know, this is when we're recording in amongst all this pandemonium. And um, yeah, so what was happening was someone at our office, they, they, they put it very succinctly. They said, the odds of you getting the virus are very low. But if you do get it, the stakes of you having the virus are really high because now you're really contagious. And anyone you come in contact with, you could give pass on the virus. And, you know, if you come in contact with old people, like what will happen to them? And so that kind of really stressed me out. And not to mention that whole toilet paper situation, you know. <laughs> I'm one of the people that I don't listen to the news. I don't really pay attention to what's going on, especially all the negative stuff. I don't, you know, because it really affects me. So I don't, I block it out. And so I was in a position where it didn't really have toilet paper, not much of it, you know. And so the other night I was just freaking out. I was like, well, what if I run out of all cleaning supplies and, you know, <laughs> Just this hits the fan, and I'm the only one left without any of these supplies. And yeah, I actually didn't sleep. But luckily enough, where we go to work out, you know, that gym is close to Target. So after our workout, I went to Target, and everyone was being very civil. They were just getting one single pack. You know, they were getting their pack of toilet paper. And they were like leaving one pack of toilet paper, one pa- pack of like paper towel. I mean, of course, by the time I reached there, the shelves were pretty bare. They were pretty empty. But I was luckily able to like secure one pack each and I came home like happy. And and that's when I realized if we all would have from the beginning not, you know, hoarded we all would have had enough to go around. It's just those people that panicked and feared and they hoarded did not leave enough for people like me, you know? Yeah, it's serious. Whenever people come from fear, whenever I come from fear, I totally forget about my brother. I totally forget about the other person. I only think about myself. It shuts down Mm. and love builds up. So in situations like this, we're shutting down, we're freaking out, and we're pushing people out of the way to save our, ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I read this really nice story where this guy, he goes and he's like 
desperately looking for toilet paper because his wife's just had surgery and she's just coming back from the hospital. And uh, so he wants to make sure that like, the ho- house is all stocked up for her. And, um, and the one thing he doesn't have is toilet paper, like most of us. Wow. And, and so he's going from one store to another to another. Luckily, he chanced upon a staple. Like staple is like an office supply store. And so he walked into a staple, and lo and behold, they actually carried toilet paper, which is actually logical because a lot of op- offices need toilet paper. And, and it was the last pack. It was like a 24-pack. So he picked it up, and as he was walking out, there was an old lady, like a 79-year-old lady, and she's like, oh, I want toilet paper. You know, like I walked in here hoping I would get some. So he's like, all right, come with me to the, the parking lot. And he's like, you know, we were like, <laughs> I parted ways with half of my pack to give her. And he's like, you know, I felt like a drug dealer. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about toilet paper. <laughs> but it was a nice story where, you know, he's like, hey, you know, you're in need. I'm in need. But why? Like, I have enough to go around, even if, even though I have only one pack. Let me share that out of love and compassion with you. I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you know. That, that filled my heart. <laughs> right? <laughs> so we don't, I mean, I guess the whole premise, we, we have actually talked a lot and we haven't even talked about the premise of this episode. But I think the whole premise of this episode is that in times of uncertainty and just generally in life, you rather go with love than fear. Yeah. For sure. Fear has a way of creating so much discomfort and it lowers your immune system and triggers your kidneys to release all this cortisol and adrenaline and it's just bad for you. Yeah. And with merit, it, it, it does serve a, a function to keep us alive, you know, but we are not being chased by prehistoric animals that could stomp on us and kill us. We are now in a place where there is abundance and everybody is out there screaming that we're, we're in a place of lack. So that's what's causing the mass hysteria. And instead of uniting, they're making us stay at home and separate. And I get it. It's, it's important for our elderly, elderly and people with disabilities or compromised immune systems to really take care of themselves. But we are in a place of fear and the precautions that we're taking are causing even more fear. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like a perpetuating cycle. We're kind of caught in this loop because whenever you're dealt with fear, which causes stress, then it, you know, our body goes into this fight or flight mode, which we've talked about before, you know, like in that fear episode. But just to reiterate, it just, our adrenals release cortisol, which is this stress hormone. And because cortisol is released, it lowers our antibodies, which helps us fight with these, you know, external threats like viruses and stuff. So now you have a lower and suppressed immune system, and now you're more exposed to getting a virus. Yeah. So we, in essence, our freak outs are making the virus more accessible. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like the, the virus is like, oh, this guy's in fear. <laughs> He looks more attractive to me. Oh, baby, come on, light my fire. <laughs> But th that's exactly what's happening is that we're making ourselves more attractive to the virus because we're acting out of fear. Versus if we were coming out of love, which means that we're taking care of ourselves, we're not reacting, we are responding to stress. And, and I think we, we need to iterate, like, what's a healthy response to stress, right? A healthy response to stress is where you look at the information coming to you. I mean, I can give my personal example, right? Sure. I was going crazy with Twitter. I was watching all this stuff come through my Twitter feed. I finally just deleted Twitter. Whoa. You know what? I, I don't need Twitter. I didn't delete my account. I just deleted the app from my phone because I kept clicking on it like every few minutes and I was just like this is not healthy for me <laughs> I deleted Twitter I don't have Facebook so I'm, I'm good there uh, I actually muted a few people that were sending me all this stuff on WhatsApp you know Indian people love WhatsApp so I'm very much on WhatsApp um, actually uh, as an aside my uncle sent me this video of Chinese officials in a subway station going and beating up civilians Jeez. in a train station on a Monday morning. And, wow. and the, the description of that video said was, uh, you think coronavirus is all fun and games? This is what's happening in China. And I was just like, at first I was just horrified. But then when I thought about it logically, I was like, wait a minute, this is a train station in China, but they're speaking English and Chinese. There's only one place I know that's like Chinese speaking where they speak both languages, English and Chinese, and that's Hong Kong. So I was like, hmm, I have family in Hong Kong. I know this didn't happen in Hong Kong. I know it for, for a fact. So I actually went and Googled, and I was like, you know, I just put in some keywords, and the video came up, but it was from last year from the riots. And it was mislabeled as like, this is what's happening due to coronavirus. And so I wrote him back. I was like, dude, we're already in such panic mode. There's so much fear. Please don't spread more fear. Be a little more responsible as to what you forward. Wow. And so, sorry, coming back to my, that was like an aside a <laughs> tangent that I went to. But basically what I did was like, what, what kind of media diet am I on, right? And Solid. Right? Yeah, what type of di meated diet? I like that a lot. Actually. Yeah. And so, like, if, if I am feeding myself all this negative information, which is producing more negative thoughts and creating more stress, I am lowering my immunity. Why am I doing that? We did a whole episode on self-love. If I love myself, I'm not going to lower my immunity. Mm. And boosting your immunity is not just about eating healthy and working out. It's also what you feed yourself like information wise. Agreed. We gather so much information. And when we get in front of the TV, we go into a hypnotic state where we're absorbing all this into our subconscious. And fortunately and unfortunately, we're driven through our unconscious most of our lives. Yeah. So in order for us to make a change for me is personally getting away from my past fears and my projection of the past and quitting the anxiety of a projected future and staying present. 
for me is doing something I love. Mm. I'll play my ukulele. Mm. I'll play it for an hour. I'll, I'll grab some sheet music and learn a new song. I'll co-create a beautiful soup with my wife and we'll cut up vegetables and cut up that garlic and cut up that parsley and put it all together with love. And that gives us a break from our mind. It gets us working at something that we enjoy doing. Yeah. I also love going into my little garden and showing my plants love by weeding or changing the pot of a old plant that needs new soil. Just getting into a place of something that you really, really love right now is the time to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was actually thinking of that and some of the things you could do while you're social distancing and quarantining yourself, right? Like you could pick up a new hobby. You could learn a new skill. There are so many online courses now. You could learn so many things. You could learn a language. You could learn a technology. You could learn marketing. Whatever you've wanted to and you've been putting it away, you can learn that now. And... Or you could learn an instrument, you could learn singing. There's so much to learn out there. I, I hate people that say, oh, I'm bored. Oh, man, how can you be bored? There is so much to do in this life. I feel like I don't have enough time in the day to do it. Agreed. You, you could start a gratitude journal. You could start an exercise practice. You could start a meditation practice, which will definitely help with your stress and immune response. You can learn cooking and cook for yourself healthy food, which will help with your immunity. There is so much you can do, and you don't need to be bored. You could just dance like nobody's watching, man. Or publish a YouTube channel showing your dance skills. Hey, I like that. Yeah, teach people. Maybe you don't want to learn and you know enough. You can start teaching people by publishing stuff on YouTube. That'd be beautiful. Yeah. Start a podcast. Yeah. Share your love that way. Absolutely. Definitely. There is so much to be done. And I think the, the core essence of our message is love over fear. Like the more you get into the things that you love the people that you're you're in love with the more you're cohabitating with them getting to know them you know learning and growing with them and basically learning and doing the things that you love and not paying attention to all of that negativity and not feeding all those fears and not you know constantly hitting refresh on that you know uh, that interactive map that everyone's been looking at right it's a time to stay present Become alive in the now and let go of your fears that are propagated by past events and release on your anxiety of all those future thoughts of what could be and trust that the process of staying present in the now will guide you and navigate you to tomorrow and the next moment. There is this one beautiful quote that says if, if, if the month is getting too hard, you know, focus on the day. And if the day starts getting too hard, focus on the hour. And if the hour starts getting too hard, start focusing on the minute. And if the minute gets too hard, focus on the seconds. So by bringing it down and from going way out there into a projected future, the the only place where you could truly have peace of mind is in the now. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. 
if it's it reminded me of this story of this woman that ran um i think um, i might be butchering this but how long is a marathon 26.2 miles miles right i think she ran like 40 or 50 miles like she went way beyond a marathon like an ultra marathon yeah something like that and uh so while she was being interviewed they were asking her how did you do it she's like i never thought about me running 40 miles i just put one foot in front of the next and that's all i thought about my next foot where it's going to land and how it's going to land and that's exactly what we're supposed to do. I mean, generally in life, but especially in times like these where there's so much uncertainty. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know if this virus is going to spread like wildfire or not. But we know we can do the best we can in this moment and take the precautions and make sure that we lower the odds of other people contracting this virus. Sure. So make sure you... Eat good food, make sure you get your sleep, make sure you get your 30 minutes of exercise every day, make sure that you quit stressing because it's going to drop your immune system and freak the people around you, and do something you love. Mm -hmm. If you stick with that diet, nothing but good things could happen. Yeah, and it kind of sets you up for life in general, right? It's not just for this. I mean, if you take this, because trust me, where I think, unfortunately, this is just getting started. You know, this whole social distancing and quarantining, this is not going to end in a couple of weeks. Hopefully it does. Hopefully, like, you know, at the in a couple of weeks, we'll be like, oh, you know, this thing is working. Like, we can get back to some sort of normalcy. But if we don't, and you take this opportunity to just cultivate good habits and a good routine, you can just carry that in your life in general. And maybe start a meditation practice, which will definitely help with your stress response. Amen, brother. Amen. So your homework is, now that you're quarantined, start a practice. Start a morning practice. Start a daily practice. Start some practice where you're just in love with that practice, whatever it is. Maybe you're meditating. Maybe you're learning a new skill. Maybe you're dancing, singing, Whatever you're doing, just fall in love with the process of it. Stay positive, ride out the storm, and send out your heart, love, and compassion for those out there that are suffering from this crazy virus. And we'll survive. We'll we'll get through this. So spread this message, spread this love, subscribe, rate, review, comment, and uh, share this with your loved ones. We want to spread this message as wide as possible. And remember, we love you. We do love you. Until next time.